does he want? Real estate. It's the Red Hot Real Estate Show, where we can all find out how's it going for buyers and sellers in the real estate market. I have died and gone to real estate heaven. Looking to move? Hoping to sell? Call in with your questions to real estate expert Mimi Shoneman with Remax Results. I'm going to go out and buy a house. Here she is, your host, Mimi Shoneman. It is a party here this morning because not only is our good friend Mimi Shoneman from the Red Hot Real Estate Group and Remax Results with us. Hello, Mimi. Good morning. You brought our other lovely and talented and credit contessa e friend, Shelly Ferris, is with us as well from Caliber Home Loans. Hello, Shelly. Good morning. Good morning. Everybody looks like a very, like a, a beautiful summer day. Day, today mm, really it is a good day yes it is a good day in here for the ladies party that we have shelly let's get your nmls number out of the way please. absolutely mine is 367-826 and the company caliber home loans 15622 all and right so i think that our our fabulous and famous producer should should uh key up some 70s music what oh, do you think producer <laughs> love, yes love okay, american style <laughs> Like, little Brady Bunch theme card. Right. So yeah. she's gonna find some stuff for us. Yeah, because I guess my but but I when I look at the dress I have on today, it reminded me of the old NBC Peacock logo. And then she, and, you know we went back to it looked at Love American style. And then I sang the theme song, and it should have been a party producer, Sonny. So mm-hmm. we're just in a mood. So <laughs> we might as well work on. I might have Sonny just drop us a tune. Right. <laughs> I heard she's a fabulous singer. <laughs> Look at you. And that was fast. <laughs> that was so fast. She's a DJ. She's a singer. She's a producer. Mm. But you are right. Ah, uh, there we go. Get some, yeah. And, you know, and we don't usually do this, but uh, you should all follow our friend, producer Sonny. Uh, on all her socials, because uh, she's not she's out Y'all there making she, me blush now. Yeah, she is like <laughs> she's out there doing the thing. So tell everybody your socials, uh, Sonny. Don't laugh at me. No, I at, no. I'm talking about the people when they hear the name. No, it's great. Always you are CEO. The <laughs> like, go ahead, tell everybody. It's Cutie Booty CEO. Yes, mm. I yes. have a company called Cutie Booty Media, and I am the CEO of said uh, uh, business. Yeah, right. that to me yeah, is a very awesome. memorable uh, and appropriate name for you. you. I'm not laughing at you. I'm standing you. That is what a, I'm doing. Let me Can do we a redo on the party music because this is like a chill. The party's about really? to start. Music. Yeah, okay. yeah, 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 yeah. So give me a second. Let me look. Let me look. That's the party where you like. I played this so everybody will sit down and then eventually. Go home. <laughs> we'll get your picture and put on Facebook. Yes. Yeah. Yes. There we go. go. Cutie beauty. Mm-hmm. There you go. I love it. Love it. Love it. Love okay. It. Well, so we're already uh, we're a real estate radio show. Yes. <laughs> in case somebody you what said. we do. Yes. <laughs> but okay. the thing is that there's so much going on out there in the market, and this is real talk. Just seeing all of the stories all the time and being able to be anchored back to the show and go, hey, we're going to help you navigate all of the madness that is going on because it really has changed. Like I just came up on the anniversary when I closed on my house and we talk about this, you know, week after week, how different it is even in the year since I closed my house last summer. Uh, I mean, last May, it's insane out Mm -hmm. there. And I think that it's good to go. Here's a good resource for everybody, because how do I get this done? I need to move. I want to close. I want to upgrade my life. And how do I do that? Yeah, it's it's really emotional. I will have to say it. And, you know, sometimes it takes it right out of you like Mm -hmm. a gut punch. You know, honestly, let's just keep it real right here, because, Mm -hmm. you know, everybody's on. Yeah, everybody's on. Mm -hmm. And if you have a moment in life uh illness a death and you're trying to do all these things and i'm talking not just about the buyers and the sellers i'm talking about 
the title people, the yep. mortgage people, the realtor, um, you know, support staff, right. all of it. Mm-hmm. It's it's a lot. It is. Life and, happens to yes, everybody. Absolutely. And so, you know, I'm just going to say for everybody out there that's thinking about it, that's in the middle of it, that's doing it, have some grace. Yes. We want you to understand that you're dealing with people, humans, absolutely, with emotions and life, and that just have some grace. That's all. And and also while we're at it, let's have some grace for our service providers out there. Yes, our wait staff, our absolutely. Cooks. Let's yes. just be kind. Be mm-hmm. kind when you can. Be kind. Yeah. Right. Mm-hmm. Okay. Right. So there's that message. Mm-hmm. So we're gonna talk a little bit, me and Miss Shelley here. And Ms. Shannon, mm-hmm. about uh, what do you do in the market when you're thinking about buying? And we're going to talk a little bit about bidding, bidding strategies and bidding wars. We're going to talk a little bit about credit and we're going to talk a little bit about pricing your house right. Because there is there are consequences for not pricing your house well out of the bat. Okay, so let's start with that. Um, I do oftentimes these days hear people say, You'll say, well, this is what we think the house is worth. And they'll say, no, but let's just do it for more. Right. Because we can always come down. That's my favorite. Mm. No, that's not the right way to do it. Okay. It is absolutely not the right way to do it because there are consequences. And so underpriced homes, they lose value. It decreases the future buying power and it also deters skeptical buyers. So underpriced? That's under. Okay. Gotcha. Now, if you overprice it. Because you think you can, and you're going to mm-hmm. test it. You're going to stick your toe in the water and hope somebody's not following along. Right. Um, you're hoping for that uneducated buyer. I don't think they exist anymore. Right. That that house, if it's overpriced, is going to sit on the market longer. Okay. It just is. It's going to be higher days on market. And let me just tell you, if it sits on the market for more days, everybody on the planet, including your own grandma, is going to go, what's wrong, what's wrong with, with that house? house? The words, What exactly. is wrong with that mm-hmm. house? Something's got to be wrong with Everything it. Everything else is going this fast, right? and there's multiple offers. Why is that one still mm-hmm. here? Yes. It and must s- be haunted. Like, that's all I think. <laughs> I always go, that house must be haunted. Everybody walked in it. The ghost told them to get out, and nobody wants to buy well, it. Well, you know, the first thing you say when you're having this dialogue is that mm, it's something is either wrong with it. Correct. Or they've priced it wrong. Mm-hmm. And, you know, so which is it? Until right. you actually go... And look at it, you don't really know. Um, so overpricing it sends the wrong message to market and the wrong message to your buyers. And you have three weeks. Three weeks is your peak potential. Actually, week two, okay. you're at the top of your potential to get multiple offers and the highest price possible. And as three weeks start to come, you're going, what is happening? And right. why hasn't my household? And now you're doing something about it. Mm-hmm. Um, so price Pricing out potential buyers is the worst nightmare of a seller. Okay. You don't want to be that person. Price it right on the nose. Okay. And so if you price it on market value, exactly what we just talked about, you are going to create the most demand. That's when you see multiple people. You've got them wrapped around your block. They can't wait to get in. And that's your highest potential of having a bidding war. Okay. And a bidding war is what everybody hopes for, right? Because then you can brag to your friends. (laughs) Every seller hopes for it. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. And every buyer ruminates about it. That's how you get the fastest price or the highest price and the fastest sale. Right on the nose. So, do not overprice your house. Do not underprice your house thinking that that's going to help you. 
just hit it right on the on the bullseye. Fair enough. Ladies, would you agree? Absolutely. Yeah. Yes, because just like you said, it creates doubt. The longer it's there, I hear that from buyers myself, even as the lender. Right. Oh, it's been sitting here for a while. I think we can, you know, steal it or yeah. whatever. Mm-hmm. We can underbid or whatever. It's like, oh, how long has it been there? Ten days. Oh, my <laughs> heavens. Right. Right. Wow. Yeah. Ten days like a lifetime. Exactly. Love American style. Okay. Now I'm saying on the air and now I'm famous. Yes. Well done. Um, So homes right now are typically selling within 17 days as compared to 26 days a year ago, according to the National Association of Realtors. Wow. 17 days. You can't even lose five pounds in 17 days. You are correct. I've tried. Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) And, And the average home sold has... At least five offers. Okay. I would say here in the Twin Cities, we might be more like 25. Okay. Um, and 50 per, 54% of those offers are over asking price. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yes. And that's been going on for how long? Like these particular statistics that you're giving right now, Mimi, is this from the, saying over the last month, over the last I'd couple say of weeks? Over the last six months to okay. a year, Okay, we're seeing this. And it almost was like everybody woke up on the 1st of January to see that this is happening and Mm -hmm. it makes it it's like what you can't have you really want right fair enough you know it's like i want your dress Ah, mm -hmm. asking myself how i get that that. i well i can send you the link (laughs) i got a thing (laughs) this you can't have there does not need to be a bidding war over my dress looking really cute (laughs) i gotta say okay (laughs) shelly let's talk a little bit about some of the surprises or maybe a story that happened this week in your business that was interesting Okay, so uh, let's see here. Boy, put me on the spot there. Maybe I'm trying to think. Mm-hmm. There were so many. Boy, there, there was a couple loans that went sideways at the end that you wouldn't have thought would have. Um, so let's talk about sideways and what mm-hmm. that looks like. So sideways is like you're plunking along. You got closing date coming up. It's You're going to close. I got my moving trucks. Mm-hmm. I got my, and all of a sudden the underwriter gets the last few pieces of the documentation right. and goes, wait a minute, we're going to need the moon and the stars. Can you please provide the moon and the stars by 5 o'clock or we can't close tomorrow? Okay, let's talk about (laughs) your opinion of taking a vacation prior to your closing, like a week before your closing. Is that a good idea or a bad idea? No, 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 that's not a good idea. That's not a good idea. Well, I know what happens, though, because people get trapped right now. Mm -hmm. They already have things booked. They already have airline tickets purchased. They're in the market to buy. My goodness gracious, somebody finally accepted my offer. I still have my plane tickets. Right. So Mm -hmm. now what do I do? Exactly. I I don't think it's a good idea, but I think people get trapped. And let's talk about why. Why isn't it a good idea? Because there's stuff you need. There's things you need. There's papers you need to sign. You have to do another letter to explain something or, yeah. If you're going to go somewhere, you at least have to stay attached to your email while you're gone. Right. So what kind of vacation are you having, really? (laughs) And you have to be able to have access to things. So if an updated printout from a bank statement needs to be provided at the end or something, you have to have access. And if somebody asked me for a bank statement when I was on vacation, that would cause me to have a panic attack like no other. Mm, Right. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, okay, now I got to think about the password. I got to figure out how to get to that. You know, you need very particular screenshots. Like my first right. screenshots weren't the right screenshots. Yes. Like I needed a whole different <laughs> screenshot. And I'm like, 
Okay, I can't just swipe my phone screenshot. I got to have it. It was complicated. Yes. Mm -hmm. And that's just called conditions. Yes. Right. Exactly. These are conditions of your approval. And you can't just say, I shouldn't have to. There's no such thing. You just have to give the underwriter what they want. I'm not giving it to you. I'm on the beach. Right. Right. I shouldn't have to. Then we won't close. And we say, great. We'll just postpone the closing. Right. No we so how's that make you feel? No, yeah, right? we should talk about like the things that people do that you shouldn't do that could easily cause them not to be able to close, <laughs> to close or to close on time. Yes, close on yes. time. Yes. So our, where's some wood around here? I got to knock on some. <laughs> um, I just you know not closing on time is just so not in my wheelhouse. Mm-hmm. Right. Thank God. Yes. Um, what are you seeing that causes folks to not close on time? So really specific, unique things you couldn't have thought, oh my goodness, we're going to have to document back from 2009, these payments that you made. I mean, specific enough that without permission, I don't want to disclose too much, but you know, when it's 12 years ago, you don't think you're going to need to keep those receipts. And guess what? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Sometimes you do. So there's other ways to get the stuff, but that takes takes time time. then. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. You are exaggerating from 2009. I am not. I wish I were. (laughs) Oh, my. (laughs) We're closing Monday. Okay. Okay. (laughs) Congratulations that you got that done. Oh, wow. We found a path. There's always a path. I always look to the underwriters and ask for the path. You know, you can't just say, I need this one thing. Okay. There's got to be some other way to solve that. How else can we give me the path? Yes. Prove, uh, do this, disclose that, prove that. Exactly. Okay, fair enough. Thank exactly. you for asking. Yes, yeah, always. I'm, like, I'm a paper trail person, so I'm just like, but I that it's because of that. You have to be a very particular kind of like paranoid paper person where I'm going, I'm only supposed to keep this for seven years, yeah. but maybe I won't throw it maybe out. Maybe 17. Like, yeah. I, like, you know, I kind of <laughs> one of those things like me personally, I'm like, I still technically have room. So until that drawer, like I technically can keep it. So that's how I decide whether I should oh, shred awesome. something because I'm paranoid that somebody's gonna ask me for some. I know, don't from like twelve years ago. I don't like to shred. I'm I'm a problem. That's a problem for me. Yeah, yeah. But you're supposed to. Aren't I supposed to get I'm rid a of huge some of this shredder. stuff? You're supposed to. Yeah. You're a shredder. I'm a huge shredder. All yeah, right. Well, we we are gonna talk about our shredding habit in the break. So when we get back, <laughs> what are we gonna talk about, Mimi? You know, Shelly, let's just launch right into rent backs and talk okay. about what those are and. and and how people can use them. Okay. You can also call and be part of the Red Hot Real Estate Show. The number is 651-641-1071. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the Red Hot Real Estate Show here on My Talk 1071, streaming on MyTalk1071.com. You can also listen to this episode and previous episodes uh, as a podcast. So go ahead and grab that if we hit something kind of quick and you're like, what was it that Shelly Fair said? I think that was wise and it applies to me. I need to go back and listen to it. So go ahead and listen to previous episodes of the Red Hot Real Estate Show. Just go use the keyword Red Hot. Okay, Shelly. So you're, you know, so it's interesting. I love talking to expert mortgage loan officers like yourself. Um, You get to see a lot of purchase agreements, lots. Mm -hmm. And so therefore you're reading language that a lot of different agents have written. So you see skills, skill Mm -hmm. levels from A to Z, Mm -hmm. correct? Right. Absolutely. Okay. So you you must see some savviness going, coming across your desk. I I do. I see some unique strategies. I see... (laughs) Um, also some crazy things i'm just reading the unique strategies (laughs) look on your face right now going like that you didn't use that word in a way that sounded that's why we being positive and it wasn't that's what we do we sit on the deck you know with our you know 
Arnie Palmer. Yeah. Right. <laughs> and we ruminate over how are we going to, what strategy is going to, to beat, right. to beat this next offer? Well, yeah. How do you do it? What That's, can we do to get yes, it? Yes. It's like a football coach. Right. You it know, we're running of. place. We are. That, that's mm-hmm. a, not a bad analogy. Right. Really. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. Sports analogy coming from me. <laughs> well Who done. Funk it. <laughs> no. Um, anyway. Um, and so one of the things that uh, we have seen this year that, that I think is a little bit more of uh, an increase than since the last when the market was down in like the 2010 era um, are rent backs. And okay. so are you seeing them come across in a lot of purchase agreements? Absolutely. Unique rent backs like open ended purchase Really, really, contracts where without a date. Now, what's a rent back again? Did we cover that today? I okay, we covered so that today. A, a rent back is when a buyer buys and they close on a certain date, but they allow the seller to stay in the house and they pay them rent. Mm-hmm. And so that's a rent back. And so when you do that, you take a deposit just like you would if you are rent as a tenant and a landlord, and you pay a certain. You make sure that you're covering your insurance costs for both sides. Um, so your insurance now as a, a, a landlord is going to change versus okay. your, you, you used to be the owner. Now you're a tenant. Okay. So that changes. And, you know, you have an exit date you know, where you're supposed to be out of there. And then in the rent back agreement, there's a per diem that if should you go over your exit date, then you have to pay a certain dollar amount per day okay. for the contract because as a penalty. Okay. And so um, some of the things I, I have had rent backs this year, but I don't like them. Okay. They make me Why very that? anxious. Um, I don't like them because of the current uh, environment in the with tenants and landlords um, with the eviction moratorium. Right. Because what makes that different? Fair you enough. Know, what makes that different? If you can't kick out a, a, a traditional tenant, what makes this any different? And right. so then you're going to lawyer up if they don't exit. Um, so, yeah, you, uh, same as Shannon, you know, you're going to, I'm buying a house from you yes. and I'm going to rent it back for a few months. And you're like, cool. And I'll like, give you $100 a day per diem if I don't leave on time. And you're like, fine. I'm going to pay my insurance agent to make sure that I'm covered while right. I'm in the space. And you're going to do the same. Mm-hmm. And then come and July, you stop paying July 31st. <laughs> I'm like, I eh, don't have to. Exactly. Ain't gonna. Right. Um, and so, you know, then what are you going to do? It's very frustrating. You know what yeah. I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So have you seen that happen? I don't usually see that end of it. Yeah. Right. Because right. it's because once, yeah, once you're done, they I'm, don't come back right. to Shelly. Exactly. Gotcha. Yes. Mm. And so. Thank goodness I haven't seen it either. Yes. Um, but I, you know, the two months that you're waiting or three or whatever it happens to be, you know, everybody's holding their breath. Right. Everybody's, well, well, hope this goes right. 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 Exactly. <laughs> it's closed, but right. I still hope it goes right. Hope they find so a house. That's hope, the, yeah. hope they get out of here. construction yeah. house gets finished. Whatever it is that's holding them up. Yeah. Hope they don't take that air conditioner. And that sounds, <laughs> it, you know, it sounds very stressful, but so does not being able to get your offer accepted. Right. right? And so is that part of it? Is that we have such a complex um, right well, now, as far as being able to get your offer accepted, that you kind of have to go, well, this is something I would never normally do, but I don't have a choice. Well, when they say to you, Miss Shannon, we've picked your offer. Yes. If mm-hmm. you do this, that and the other thing, um, we haven't found a house yet. And so we don't want to accept your offer unless we know we've got a bed to lay our head in. Right. At the end of the day. And you're like, well, I've been beat out five, six, seven times. Exactly. And looks 
looks better than that. Right. Um, so you say, okay, and you talk to your agent, you're like, what do you think? And right. they go, and I, I, say, I don't like it. I don't like it, right. but it's up to you. You know, <laughs> exactly. I'm not your mama. Um, this right. is this is what the contract says, and so what's your risk tolerance? That's what it comes and you can down make to. a decision based upon you know all the information that you can you know receive at the time. Yes, and so but I think why? that that's great, and that's one of the things I want to share with everybody about working with you, Mimi, is that you will tell people you're you know this is you are their advocate. So you'll go, you may make these decisions. Here's uh, the reasons that I'm concerned about it. Because we even had that conversation with my house. Like, did you think about X, Y, and Z? And I said, yes. And then she asked me again, are you sure you thought about X, Y, and Z? And I said, I absolutely have thought about it. And it's good to have somebody that you know is on your side to go, these aren't bad decisions, but there's extra things about it that may be complex and you need to think that through as well. So let's talk about that as Mm -hmm. the three of us are professionals. Right. So I say to you, and we've had the conversation about the rent back, and you're like, well, why in the world do they want to do it? Mm -hmm. Why don't they just want to go find their other house? Well, you know, it's not as easy to find a house that you want to move into. and, And their sellers are traditionally scared that they're not going to find something that they like as well or better. Right. And so why move? If yes. you can't find something else, give me some time. I and that would stress me right. out that right. they maybe are like they they're so particular that they wouldn't be able to find something else. And that would make me nervous that even there may be options, but they're like, it's not the right option for us. So we're not taking it. But the other benefit for the buyer is that you get to close. And so then you do really own the house. Right. And so, you know, you are a homeowner and you get to close at whatever interest rate is happening That's right a big thing. now. Right. Really big thing. And you get to buy it at today's price, mm-hmm. not in six months price. That's exactly. So what was your best interest rate last week, Miss Shelley? Uh, locked, I locked one on a 30-year, well back in the twos. We're okay. well back wow. in the twos. Yes. Okay. Shocking, really. Because Why? no one foresaw two? the twos. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Oh, my. Definitely. I, th- I want to say it was like two. Point seven was the lowest I locked a thirty. It's almost cheaper to buy a house year. right now than I to fill up your gas tank. Oh, wow. that's oh, amazing! Yeah. <laughs> wow, yeah. Yeah, yeah, they definitely are back in the twos. Okay, well, when we come back, we're going to talk about earnest money. You can also call us at the Red Hot Real Estate Show. We're 651-641-1071. We'll be right back. Welcome back to the Red Hot Real Estate Show here on My Talk 1071. I'm Ms. Shannon here with Mimi Shoneman from the Red Hot Real Estate Group and Remax Results. Also, Shelly Ferris from Caliber Home Loans. You can be part of the show. Call us at 651-641-1071. Okay, earnest money. What the heck is it? Shelly, mm-hmm. tell everybody what it is. Earnest money is the check that you give along with your purchase agreement that says, I'm not going to go next door and buy another house that I like better. Give me my money back. <laughs> so you can't just break up with the house. You don't get to. Because you you're like, yeah. that was cute. I've never explained it quite there, like yeah. that. <laughs> just because the cute one around the corner, one in the market, and you like it better, doesn't mean you're going to get your earnest money back. So earnest money is basically good faith money that you're going to go through the transaction. Okay. And the higher that is, the more legit you are right i mean you're so, a lister so when <laughs> when you when you're ranking and stacking offers on a spreadsheet that is one key point that you look at it's like okay so miss shannon you're going to put down one percent in earnest money of the okay. sales price so okay. you're buying a four hundred thousand dollar house you're putting down four thousand dollars does when does is earnest money a a, a pot of money during the transaction all by itself or does it eventually be part of the the, the down payment or something or is it just this 
plus the other things you have to do, like closing costs and all that stuff. The earnest money is pledged up front, but mm-hmm. it's also part of the down payment. Correct, okay. Shelley? That's exactly right. Okay. Yes. okay. But it just shows strength because if you have less money to put up front, it shows the seller, well, they're just the, the ones that don't have as much to put down. Why? Okay. So they're asking themselves, why is that? And so when I'm when I'm talking with new buyers, especially, the market typically responds to a minimum of 1%. Now, I'm not telling you that you have to put 1%, but that's kind of what the, the threshold is that people okay. think is an acceptable number. And so you say, well, I don't have 1%. I have five, you know, half a percent. Okay. Well, you can only do what you can do. You All right. Can, you know, you can't squeeze blood from a turnip. Fair enough. And so, but to your point, Miss Shannon, it is part of your down payment, but it's, it's up front. It's okay. right at the time that your offer gets accepted within two days. Okay. You've got to make sure that that's in your bank account. It's got to be there. Now let's talk about people. A lot of times I think people think you can get a gift for your earnest money. You can't do that on the fly. That That's something you've got to plan for. You need to talk to your loan officer about that because certain programs won't allow it. Let's say that you're buying a house as an investment property. Okay. And you're not going to live there. You're literally buying it as an investment property. And you're going to get $20,000 from grandma as part of your 25% down payment on your investment property. Guess what? No gifts on investment purchases. So, oh, really? Yes. Okay. So, Why? Be- Why I, is that? I think it's because if you are going to be an investor, you need to have liquid money. You need to okay. have your own skin in the game. Hmm. They don't, you know, if you have 10,000 of your own money and 50,000 of grandma's money, it's not, you're not as tied to it as much okay. as if it's. 60,000 of your own do-re-mi money. Right. So that's why the guidelines are as they are. It's mm. no gift. So you always have to talk to your lender about it. Always. You need to be talking to your lender more than you've ever talked to anybody in your life during the Absolutely. time. That if you, I mean, if it has anything to do with a dollar, period, yes. you need to run that past your loan officer. I mean, can you imagine? I mean, it happens every day yeah. where you just make a simple mistake. You're like, well, I thought. I thought. Right. Don't think. Yeah, no, no exactly. Yeah. And no. don't listen to your app that tells or you to do that. And then don't ask. do that either. Think something and then follow up and ask. Right. Yeah. The worst thing. Don't work. Yeah. Don't <laughs> act on what you just thought. But Michelle, I thought you were too busy. <laughs> I thought you were. You wouldn't think that was a stupid question. Oh, oh Michelle, you, you were at the lake. Yeah. I didn't want to bother you. <laughs> That's so kind. Please bother me. <laughs> Well, you, so know, you don't come back and really, really, you're, you're never like, bothering oh, no. me is what I tell people. I didn't ask yeah. you, and now I have to tell you that you can't qualify anymore. Right. Or we have to do this, this, and this to clean it up, or we need this extra paper because you did it that way. So that's why we always want to be brought in. Always. So in school, you know, they always tell you to follow the directions. It's a, oh, it's a lesson. Yes. You know, step one is this. Step two is that. Same thing in cooking. You can't put the soda in before you do the thing. Exactly. I don't you need know. To pay, yeah. You yeah. need to read the direction. I just had that step conversation with two other people. Follow the directions. Whatever yes. directions they give you, just follow it. Do it. Follow it. it but, but that is something that I think it takes. You need to train your brain to do it because if you're not a direction follower and you're used to kind of doing the thing in your life, you're loosey goosey about stuff. And a lot of us are. I'm being creative. You know, (laughs) if you are the dive into the pool person before you check if there's water, 
Yes. Or an alligator. Yeah, <laughs> alligators are bad. And, you know, absolutely. In all seriousness, there are there are rules in this whole thing. And, and rules are hard. Yes. Especially if you aren't 100% sure what the rules mm-hmm. are. Right. Mm-hmm. And so we're telling you the f- number one rule is to check with your loan officer unless you're paying cash. Right. And then there's still rules. Yeah. Right. Okay. Right. So, there's still rules. But we'll have to talk about that at another right. time. Um, right. Earnest money. Um, so you can put down more than than one percent. Oh, in fact, your seller is going to look at that and go, "Oh, this buyer looks like they put down five percent." Right. Oh, that's a lot of money, and so that makes them look a little stronger. Right, and that's what you're after. You're after the you want the perception. You you're all you have for the seller is the perception of the figures on your paper that you're presenting so whatever you can do to edge yourself out make yourself stand out kind of like a job interview or a date you know right (laughs) you want to make sure that they remember you somehow and if if you're doing a zero down payment program golly jeepers (laughs) i sure hope you have a big huge down payment or earnest money part of me that you can do yeah because then that can be refunded to you so it could be there's a way to do it but you got to talk to your lender. Yes. And talk to your realtor, too. Um, and so you can also choose to make your earnest money non-refundable. Okay. Um, you can say, you know, I'm. It, it is, if I fall out of this transaction, that's yours to keep. And that'll be my penalty. That shows you, Mr. and Ms. Seller, I'm pretty dang serious about this house. Right. And so that is earnest money. Um, you just mentioned something about zero down. Uh, so we're going to shift gears here mm-hmm. because I had the thought. Um Let's talk about veterans and the VA program, right. DVA. Um, so they're zero down. And a lot of times, well, they don't have to put down any earnest money either. Right. They don't have to, right. according to their program. However, a seller still looks at you and they, they may think, and I've had, I've had sellers say, why don't they put some earnest money down? Do they really have no money? Um, I think that when... When our service people are taught about their program, that is just something that they expect. And they're not thinking about it possibly being a conventional loan. And maybe perhaps um, do loan officers, and I know the answer to this question is hypothetical, but when you're talking with a veteran, somebody who qualifies for zero down, but yet they would also qualify for conventional, let's talk about that dialogue. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yep, I t- we talk, I, I do anyway, talk to borrowers about that all the time, about the perception to the seller and the likelihood of a government loan getting accepted over a conventional loan. And so, yes, you qualify for this type of loan and you're able to do this type of loan. But if the only way for you to get the house is to go conventional, then this is how conventional looks. Okay. This is the down payment requirement, and this is how the closing costs look and the interest rates and all of that. We go through that because sometimes people will offer, I can go either way. I really want to go VA, but I could go conventional. So if if the appraisal comes in low, now you get to get a new appraisal, a conventional appraisal, so we kind of get a... A start, you know, get out of jail free card. Okay. <laughs> you don't get to change programs in the middle of the transaction without consent of the seller. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Don't even try to, don't even try to play that. I'm just going to say, you can't tell me, Ms. Shannon, you're coming in as a VA. Right. Uh, and we've accepted your, or, or vice versa, that you're coming in as a conventional buyer and then you go, uh, 
I switched programs. I didn't know gotcha. I had to sign any paperwork. I didn't know that the seller had to approve that. Yes, they do. Okay. They have to approve it. Right. That's not your your right just okay. because you can. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah, right. That, that's not what I was specifically no. saying. But yes, you're exactly right. Because sometimes people do the old bait and switch. Yes. Oh, yes. Okay. That's what so they're, they're trying to that do. One, and then you'll go, yeah, but I qualify for this too. Exactly. Okay. Fair enough. Seller has to approve. So just, just know that, you know, sometimes you're not any smarter than the other person across the table from you. Yeah. Don't try that crap. It's yeah. not cool. Yeah. All right. So let's talk about uh, sharing, like sharing things with the other side. Mm-hmm. Um, so you mentioned something to me, Shelly, about uh, oversharing your finances. Right. Can you elaborate on okay, that? Okay. So I've seen that on a recent purchase agreement of that my borrower was involved in and they actually were a VA borrower ironically in this conversation that we're talking about so zero down payment but zero down payment and 1% in earnest money doesn't make you look very strong okay. it doesn't make the seller make they feel that you're a more risky purchase okay but if i choose you you might not make it to the table. And I don't want that. I want to be assured 20% down conventional. I'm really feeling good about that guy or whatever. You look different. Exactly. So they had a big sizable bank account. They had sold a house last year. They had over $100,000 in the bank account. They provided the bank statement, the most recent bank statement that showed what they had on account. Now, they blackened out account numbers, but they left their names. They were, they left all of the information to like see how transactionally goes. It's not like it was just plunked in there 10 minutes ago and now it's here and it's going to get whisked out of there back into grandpa's account or right. whatever, you know. So, and that was enough for the seller to say, okay, I'm willing to take a risk okay. on VA with you. And it's not something that you really see all the time. Not it's common. not something that, that is done, I don't think. Um, the other thing that I'm seeing that has shown some success is really trumping up the credentials of the loan officer oh. and having a loan officer resume that shows that, Miss Shelley, you've had 30 years experience and you have a, a bachelor's degree and you have all these awards through the mortgage thing and, you know, that you close on time and you have a history of this and a history of that. Oh. And we've seen that sending those out uh, is just one thing that you don't see all the time that, su- that it helps That's to helping. set you like apart. Okay. And also, too, having your loan officer call the lister. Right. Okay. Um, yes. You know, which is not fun for you when you're sitting in your bikini up at oh. your leg. But can <laughs> I just the say brownies. the best, the funnest phone call that I make you can in do a, a day. Selfie. I am not kidding you. Well, I don't do that. Yeah. I don't, I don't <laughs> FaceTime with them. But, you know, because you call and it's whatever. Seven o'clock on Saturday night, you know. Yes. <laughs> Hi, this is Shelly Ferris from Caliber Home Loans. Uh, Judy, do you have just a minute to talk? And Judy never wants to talk to Shelly Ferris at seven o'clock yes. on Saturday night. Sure, Shelly, you know. <laughs> right. Oh, well, I'm just calling to let you know about that buyer that Mimi brought in. She faxed you over the purchase agreement. These are excellent Did folks. you just say fax? You did. Did I? Oh. Get, catch <laughs> that in the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, and, and I just, in 45 seconds, I lay out how far along we are, how good the buyer is, how solid we are to close. We're yes. appraisal and title away from closing. If you pick our offer, we'll see you at the closing table because we make it there every time. Okay. And then I get off the phone. I mm-hmm. don't linger. I don't spend any more time. And 
it's the best because yeah. they're like, oh, I got to talk to this lender. <laughs> and then they go, oh, she was kind of nice. Right. <laughs> right. And the same thing, too. You know, we were going to circle back to the directions thing. If somebody has a, you know, it's nice to be able to get a summary in the email of all the terms that you've got in your offer. It's just a professional courtesy. It looks nice. It's concise. It helps. It's it helps make your job a little bit easier right not that you're going to present that that's not going to be how you do it or probably not probably Uh, so just the little it's just the little things it's kind of like coming into somebody's house you know when they're invited you over for dinner and they're it's a hot mess versus (laughs) everything's in place the music's playing in the background you got little flowers right got your favorite beverage machine and i'm serving Mm -hmm. it up on your favorite color you got a little teal serving plate, matches your dress. Everything it's about it lovely. is set up so lovely specifically yes. for me. Yes. Okay. So another thing that uh, we're seeing is, believe it or not, buyers are offering to pay the seller's closing costs. Ooh. Okay. Now, who's thought that though? Right. Exactly. Mm-hmm. I've had a couple of those close, as yeah. a matter of fact. Yes. And so? And so, I mean, that was one of the reasons why the seller took the buyer's offer was because they paid 2500 in seller's closing costs, and that didn't put any more pressure on the appraisal. Okay. Yeah. Didn't need to appraise for that, but the seller still walked away with extra money. So it's ah. a way to manipulate the... Welcome back to the Red Hot Real Estate Show here on My Talk 1071 and streaming on MyTalk1071.com. I'm Ms. Shannon here with Mimi Shoneman and Shelly Ferris trying to help you win that bidding war out there just with some good strategies to not ruin it mm-hmm. when you're this close to getting your home. Yeah. Um, so we, we concluded the last segment of talking just briefly about the paying the seller's closing costs. Now, you want to be careful you know, and make sure that that's specific <laughs> because you you run the risk of paying too much money. And so you want to make it, you know, absolutely specific. But to Shelly's point, that is one way to like if you're overbidding on a house where the house, the comps don't show that the house is going to appraise and you're worried that the the appraisal is going to come in low. That may be a way that you can still give the seller the money that they're looking for, but help the appraisal situation. Right now, we're going to switch gears real quick because during the break, we talked a little bit about a public service announcement mm-hmm. that I think is important for folks to know about. Shelly, tell us what you learned this week. Well, this week I learned right alongside all of you that uh, it's been widely reported on major media outlets that Wells Fargo is canceling and closing personal lines of credit. And if you have one of these, listen up. When that account closes, you need the balance to be zero. It will still affect your credit score, but it okay. won't affect it as much because mm-hmm. the score will go down because of the closing of a graded trade line, giving the bureau less to grade. Okay. But if you have a balance, it will really negatively affect your score because then you'd be upside down. So you really need that to be zero. Wow. Okay. So that's a lot of information. So I'm going just, let's just break that down piece by piece. Okay. So Wells Fargo. As a company, they decided to close, what was it again? Personal lines of credit. Okay, give an example Personal loans. of what that could be. So that is that is a kind of loan that you went in, we call it a signature loan too, where there's no collateral behind it. It's not an auto loan, it's not a car loan, it's not a home equity line of credit that's attached to your house. It's just attached to you. And it was something that they 
really promoted for mm-hmm. a while where they're like, OK, well, you can tap into this if you need something like they they uh, they encourage you to have these kind of accounts. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Pay off your debt. Right. Mm-hmm. Go on vacation. Yes. Whatever, whatever, whatever. So are so. these like unsecured loans? Exactly yes. right. Yes. You walk in and you're like, gosh, I've been thinking about doing a remodel on my house. Mm-hmm. I don't really want to do a home equity line of credit. Hey, you've got good credit, Mimi. Here you go. Here's a personal line of credit for you. Okay. Do you happen to know why they chose to do this? uh, The only thing I can think of, because it wasn't disclosed in any of the media. The article I said is that they're adding in a cap, you know, kind of thing on how many assets they have that's out there. Oh, interesting. So they're not covering these kind of assets I thought there was probably more risk. That's what it sounds like. They're foreseeing some kind of risk to Mm -hmm. to come. I read something about, and I'll send you the article I had, Shelly, because I would love to get your opinion on it, but it seemed like they were capping how many assets they had distributed. Okay. Interesting. (laughs) Very interesting Mm -hmm. way to put it. Yes. But this can change your credit score, folks. Depending on where you're at with your credit and how many trade lines you have grading, 30 to 70 points this can affect you. So wow. be in control. Don't let it happen to you. Make a plan. Okay, how, how, how can you be in control if they say we're closing it? And do they give you a, a deadline of when that's going to start? I believe there is a deadline, but it's yes. not far out. It's no. a few months. It's not far. So if, if it were me, I don't have one, but if I did, this is what I would do. I would go to another bank um and get a a personal line of credit and transfer it that balance to the new balance if i couldn't pay it off if i wasn't able to pay it off so hopefully your credit's still good and you'll be able to open up this other line now is my credit score still going to get affected yep because why because i'm opening up another new line of credit an old one is being closed but at least it's close to zero. So I don't have any history on this new line yet. So for the first three or four months, I'm not going to see any benefit yet, but it's better than being upside down. Fair enough. Okay, so if they close it and you still have a balance, let's just say you can't pay it off Mm -hmm. for whatever reason, but they close it anyway. Mm -hmm. So what will that do to somebody's credit? So that will affect you this 30 to 70 points that I'm talking about because you're upside down. It could even be more. Because if you only have three or four lines of credit, that's 25% of your credit that they're messing with. So it, so the very best thing that somebody could do is to have the same number of credit lines when they're going through a mortgage transaction. So that's why it's so important to go to another bank right. and get that Taken extra. Care of. Exactly. Get it moved over. If you can't pay it off, get it moved over to something. So the article I have says, Wells Fargo CEO has been forced to make difficult decisions during the coronavirus pandemic, offloading assets and deposits and stepping back from some products because of the limitations imposed by the Federal Reserve. In 2018, the Fed barred Wells Fargo from growing its balance sheet until it fixes compliance shortcomings revealed by the bank's fake scandal, oh. fake account scandal. Interesting. And what article is that from? Uh, this is from CNBC. Okay. Um, so let's just say, Shelly, and obviously this, you will see this because you're the one that sees the credit lines that people have when they're applying for a mortgage. Mm-hmm. I never see any of that. Right. Um, so have you seen that happen already? I have not seen it happen already. Okay. But I would say if you're in the market and you're going to buy a house in the next four months, like you really are going to buy a house in the next four months, get your credit pulled now. Talk to a loan officer today. Pull up before they close that account. Right. And so you can also, um, Shelly, I'm sure, do you still offer the free credit review? Oh, yes. The credit simulator? Yes, yes. Okay. So you can text 
uh, credit or simulator or whatever combination of that to 651-578-2218. And Shelly will run your credit free of charge, $100 value. Mm -hmm. And she can actually look and walk you through what sorts of things you can do to make your credit better. Um, So this is a really valuable service. Mm -hmm. So that is just a fascinating PSA, honestly. Um, And so don't be don't be the one that is, you know, blindsided by this. Right. I mean, I didn't even know about this. Honestly, I didn't. Um, And so I find it to be really shocking. So you just would say the best case, the best course of action would be to say, I'm going to XYZ Bank and say, Mr. and Mrs. Banker. Uh, Wells Fargo is closing down my personal line and mm-hmm. I am mm-hmm. looking for an alternative source to move that. Is that something that you can offer yes, me? Exactly right. Okay. And then as soon as they do, then you will be free to go ahead and cl- pro- proactively close that Wells Fargo exactly account. Right. Okay. Yes. And that would be the best way to handle it in your opinion. That would be the best way in my opinion. Yes. Okay. What if somebody can't pay it off? Then what's the best scenario for them? Then get a second job and pay it off as quick as you can. I mean, you need to get rid of it. It can't be upside down. It's going to, it's going to pull your score down every month. Like you're making late payments. That's what being upside down on debt does. Okay. And that would be an enormous shock Mm -hmm. to your system. If you were really, especially if you're in the middle of a transaction right? and you had already started it and you you were qualified on. So there has to be something for mortgage companies to do to help these folks. Should they be caught in a scenario like this? So I would imagine if that is you, you want to talk to your loan officer early, early about this to say, you know, help me with this. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And they don't be an ostrich. Exactly. <laughs> okay, Shelly. Well, this has been a really great show. Reach out to us during the week at 651-578-2218 with credit simulator mortgage or real estate. Perfect. You can also find this and previous episodes at mytalk1071.com keyword red hot.